Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Coaches Roundtable. Back with Brevin. What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. How are you? Good. I don't have any conspiracy theories to start this out with this time, so I think we're good. Got it. I still think that we should do the lifestyle podcast. I I do think that that would really blow up. (laughs) I feel like we have a lot to say. I'm sure it would. I don't know how it would, you know, be, you know, received. I guess, but, but no, I I think it'd be definitely interesting. There's, there's definitely like, I feel like the more and more I podcast, I'm just like, I just want to talk about other things too. Like, well, we have the opportunity right now. You're two weeks out from your first powerlifting meet. How do you feel? Feeling really good. Only a week and a half, actually. Um, yeah. Actually, when they listen to this, it'll be that Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm feeling really good. I mean, I'm definitely feeling very tired. I just I went to the gym before this um, and I'm definitely just feeling like gassed right now, but which is expected. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, when you're prepping for a powerlifting meet, the the days or weeks leading up to it, you're pushing a lot of really high intensity. So heavy weight with a lot of volume. So you're really building up a lot of fatigue. And then the goal is to drop that off in that last week and keep your your fitness levels, which is your like your ability to produce that skill of lifting heavy weight on the squat bench and deadlift on the platform. So you get really, really tired and like all you want to do is sleep and eat during that last week. <laughs> you can ask Brevin. I was bitching all day. What was it? Monday we worked out together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm tired. I'm like, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you asked for this life. I know. I know. And it's just definitely the starting to become like the ibuprofen life too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been Welcome. dealing with some bicep tendinitis or whatever the hell it is. Tennis elbow. And it just, it's not. My elbow is not happy. Shoulder's not happy, but you know. I'll give you one piece of advice. Stop playing so much tennis. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I do all the time. When I say I'm going to work out and lift weights, I'm actually playing tennis. So that's, that's my true. favorite thing. <laughs> Same. Tennis is actually really fun. I'm not going to lie. I love tennis. I I think it's fun. I suck at it, but I've only played a couple of times, but <laughs> like tennis and racquetball. Those are, those are fun games. Ping pong. I love ping pong. <laughs> Let's say, can I'm, we just like narrow that down a little bit. If you haven't gathered, I'm like extremely competitive in literally anything. We could be competitive in like who could hold their breath the longest and I'll pass out. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive into these questions. We got a couple good. We got a couple like actually they weren't even really like necessarily questions. And um, Brev and I were just chatting before this, and you know we haven't getting a ton of questions lately. Um, and that's something that we would love to get from you guys. And you know, I know on my end of things, I see that people are listening to these episodes of the Q and As and such. And so if if you guys like these and you want these to keep coming, like give us some questions. Like we want to be able to help you guys as much as we can. Like this is the best time to get free coaching advice. Um, and there's actually a couple scenarios where we're talking about today. One specifically that is pretty, pretty specific, honestly, like it's not like, like a, um, like and we're going to, like I said, I've, I've said it before. We'll always tie it back to like other people as well and something you can get out of it, but you can be really specific with asking these questions and we'll be more than happy to dive into these. So 
help us help you. Yes, exactly. It's as cliche as that sounds, but <laughs> I but am no. nothing if not a cliche. <laughs> but we, we we want some more questions for you guys. So um if you're listening to this, go drop us a question down in the link and down in the show notes because that way we can keep this um conversation going with all of these Q&As. Or we'll find you. Liam Neeson voice. <laughs> I will hunt you down. <laughs> Actually, I saw a, it was, I think it was on TikTok. It was some dude at wherever Liam Neeson was speaking and he like got on the mic to ask him a question. He's like, will you th- threaten me? <laughs> so like, he was like, yeah, sure. So they like turned down all the lights and he did this like this super creepy threat. And the dude's like, oh my God. <laughs> like legit scared. He's, he's way too good at it. <laughs> Nice. It's well, only because he plays the same character in every single movie he's ever in. G- love the movies, but let's let's get a little bit of diversity here. <laughs> Whole nother conversation for our lifestyle podcast. Yes. So we're actually talking about some health and fitness stuff now. Um, you know, so, some of this other stuff. Um, like, you know, who cares about that stuff? Um, but let's dive in. So this one was actually a conversation I was having with someone um in Facebook Messenger yesterday, last night. And I was chatting with Brevin a little bit about it. And Brevin had the great idea, like, hey, let's bring this onto the podcast and talk about this more on the podcast. I have so many great ideas. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but he was um um we were chatting more about it and we were like, all right, let's let's talk about this on the podcast. And so I even told the person I was talking to, I was like, Hey, we're gonna talk about this more on the podcast so we can get you a lot more detail on this. Um, because I have a few more perspectives and Brevin has a perspective on this as well. Um, so basically just kind of like paint a picture. He had asked, he was asking for some advice on like how to cut some more weight. Um, he has lost over 85 pounds now, and he is trying to lose 10 to 15 more pounds so he can drop his body weight even more. He works out about six to seven days a week. During that um, time, he does some work like strength training. He does four to five days of cardio. Um, as far as nutrition goes, he said he normally has one big meal a day, usually has a small snack as well. Um, and I, you know, asked him a little bit more, like what are his, what were his biggest goals for this? Cause he didn't, he said he, he specifically said he didn't want to really focus on like retaining muscle mass during this time as well. Um, and he said he just doesn't have this aesthetic look right now that he's looking for. And he said that um, he wants to cut down the rest of his um, body fat and try to get as lean as possible, but he doesn't want to hurt his overall health and his body. So, um, yeah, I, just, I mean, I know like I already gave him some tips and things like that, but Brevin, I'll let you kind of open up with this one as well. Yeah. Lots of thoughts on this. Um, first of all, congrats on losing 85 pounds already. That's really fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. Golf clap. Um, <laughs> but that we're playing so- tennis. Tennis clap. I think that's the same thing, to be honest. You had to be pretty quiet in both of them. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'll shut up. They're both super boring to go watch, but fun to play. Um, I digress. But uh, so I look at this and so far you've lost 85 pounds. You're looking to lose 10 to 15 more pounds. And then from there, you want to get a more aesthetic look. And I think first we have to kind of redefine what you're asking. I think you're your your perspective's a little skewed here. You want a more aesthetic look, but you don't care about maintaining muscle mass. You just want to focus on fat loss. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make because the quote unquote toned look that people are after only takes effect if you have muscle mass to show. You can't tone a muscle. You can grow a muscle. You can't tone a muscle. A toned look is just a low enough body fat percentage with a high enough muscle mass. People are great at getting the low enough body fat percentage. People are great at losing weight. We're terrible at maintaining a whole nother conversation, but so many people spend so much time fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, and never pursue 
building muscle and you're going to the gym. What'd you say? Six to seven days a week right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and doing cardio on top of that, you want to lose 10 to 15 more pounds and you're only already eating one big meal a day and a couple snacks. So if you want to lose the extra 10 to 15 pounds, great, but you're, you're going to have to really, really dig pretty hard for that. And it's, it's not going to be a fun process. Um, but I think what if you if you kind of again changed your perspective on what you needed to do to accomplish your goals, you would be put yourself in a really really good spot because this is exactly where I started actually. Um, I had lost about eighty five pounds myself, um, and I was going to the gym six days a week. And I just it's funny the first progress pictures I ever sent to my coach, I look back and I'm like, oh my god, have you ever seen a gym? It's like, I, I literally had no muscle mass to speak of, but like I was down at 85 pounds. I was like, I'm fucking king of the world, but I was in the same, same era. Like I wanted a more aesthetic look. Like I wanted to build some muscle mass. And it, honestly, what it took was increasing calories, decreasing our time in the gym, increasing our intensity in the gym and increasing our specificity in the gym. And I was doing zero cardio at the time because right now, if you want to lose that 10 to 15 more pounds, the way you're going, you're going to have to cut more food or add more movement. It's really hard for you to add more movement in right now. That's going to make a, a difference. Like it's going to be really negligible and to cut calories even more, you're going to eat half a meal a day or, or no snacks. Like that's just, that's just not sustainable long-term. And, and then we have a whole nother conversation about like weight regain on the other side of unsustainable diets. So I think what you need is to go through, um, kind of like a reverse diet. We need to get you up to like the bottom end of maintenance right now. And then we need to take a look at your training. Um, I probably wouldn't have you training. And, and this is someone who, who loves the gym. Um, it's literally my job, my hobby, my sport. Like it's literally all I do is mm -hmm. go to the gym, but I think we have to redefine like what going to the gym is like, are you going to the gym to actually see long-term progress? Or are you going to the gym just to go to the gym? I would have you probably training four to five days a week, max, um, I don't know what your split is right now. Um, but that's a whole nother conversation we could have as well. We can really dive so many different ways into this, but kind of overarching themes, I think cut back on the cardio, increase calories. And then in doing that and increasing what you're doing in the gym, as far as making sure that you're following a structured, well-written program, as far as volume, your intensity is where it needs to be. It sounds like your main goal is muscle mass. Um, and aesthetics. So we need to be training with a very high intensity. Intensity is going to be our proximity to failure. So how close to failure we're training. We should be training within zero to three reps in, in reserve. So zero to three reps away from failure. Um, and we should be training anywhere from, uh, I'd say like six to 15 sets per muscle group per week as kind of a very broad general recommendation. Um, we can kind of toggle volume and intensity um, based off your preferences and, and even more specific goals if we had a, a chance to have a conversation with you. But if you do that, what's probably going to happen is your activity level is going to spike really high. Calories are going to increase. You're going to start to recomp. You're going to start to build muscle. And, and it's really cool during this time because, again, this is exactly where I started. I maintained my weight. My weight stayed exactly the same, but my body composition drastically changed. After like three, six months, somewhere in there, um, I had built a significant amount of muscle mass because for the first time in my lifting career, I was actually fueling my body. So when we talk about like training age, I was a brand new beginner at that point. Cause this is the first time I was following a structured program that made sense. I was fueling my body. So like my newbie gains were crazy. I made so much progress in that first six months. Um, I increased my calories from 
I think I was at like 1800 all the way up to um, over 28, 2900, somewhere in there at the time. And I was putting on muscle mass like crazy. Performance in the gym was going up like crazy. And my weight was staying exactly the same. But I was still losing body fat at that time, which was a fantastic thing to see. Body recomposition is a, is a really, really cool thing. Um, and you, you see that a lot in the situations you're specifically in. So that, that's kind of the, the direction I would take that. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you just said. And to kind of like one of the biggest things I want to just kind of reiterate here is like, and I'm going to also kind of tie this into something that others can take, you know, from this practically um, is yes, like you didn't like, like Brian, I mentioned, like you can drop your weight right now if you want to. Yes, it's going to be hard. But besides the fact, even if it was easy, if we're going to drop your weight, we'll get those 10, 15 pounds off, but you're not going to have that look that you're wanting right now. So we have to you have to ask yourself what is most important in this moment. Is it the weight loss or is it the look? And a lot of times in, yes, you will have to have weight loss eventually for that look, but you also are leaving out the, one of the biggest key components that Brevin talked a lot about, which is your training and gaining some more muscle. And so that's one thing I would really focus on. Did you have something you want to say? Yeah. Um, I, I think that one, I talk about this all the time because I'm so passionate about it because I was in this exact same spot. The number one most underrated way to change your physique outside of obviously losing a significant amount of weight, which you've already done is building muscle. If you add 10 to 15 pounds of muscle to your current frame, you're going to look very drastically different than you do now. And again, I resonate so hard with this, which is why I wanted us to be able to talk about it on here because all I wanted for so long was like, I need to hit a hundred pounds down. And I eventually did, but like, I was like, I need to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. That'll make me get the look that I want to. And then I got down and I was like, fuck now I just look skinny. And like, I have no muscle mass. Like I'm just skinny fat now. Like this sucks. And it took spending time to build muscle. So like I get, it, it can be really hard mentally. And I'm sure you can attest to this too. Like on both ends of the spectrum, like changing that mindset from, fat loss driven to like pursuing another goal to get that look because in our society we're so fat loss driven <laughs> is really hard but i promise you that in six months if you do that consistently you will have the look that you're looking for yeah and, and just to kind of like lastly kind of like touch touch on this uh, before we move on to the next one that i want to make sure that this goes for like all type of goal setting and i know a lot of times i talk of like the the triangle of periodization for a lot or tri triangle of awareness, basically for a lot of clients when they first come to me, it's like, what is your main goal right now? You know, imagine a triangle on one tip. It has aesthetics. One tip, it has longevity and another has performance. And yes, and in the middle is the Illuminati. eye. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of you are probably wanting to, well, like you're like, well, Chase, Brevin, like I, I want to be able to do all three of those things. And that's great. We can just not all at once. And if we do all at once, you're going to pretty much like, you know, for lack of better words, half-ass each one of those to, to get to, you know, subpar results for each of those areas. So I encourage you to really focus on one of those. I know a lot of the clients that I work with are mostly for longevity, but if you are focused on aesthetics, just realize that you're not focusing on longevity as much. So this isn't something you're going to probably sustain for forever. And this is your, and you're also going to be putting off performance a little bit. So you may not, your workouts may not go in as well. And so it's really important to really identify which of these goals is the most important and really focus on that specific goal. 
And here's the beauty of it all, guys. At any point, you can pivot and choose another one. You're not like, you know, if you're saying aesthetics, if you start working on aesthetics, you're like, hey, actually, I hate that I'm my workouts no longer feel good and I'm, my workouts are trash. All right, cool. Like we can shift to another one of those goals if maybe that is no longer the priority for you. But it's important to find what is most important for you in this moment and then chase after that. And I think the cool thing about training for hypertrophy or increasing the size of the muscle, building muscle mass is that hypertrophy is more of a consequence of training. So you can train for hypertrophy with also sub goals um, of like strength or endurance or other things, because it's such a wide range that you can actually get hypertrophy that like you can train for um, hypertrophy so many different ways that there's always a way that you're going to enjoy doing it. But I, I true based off everything that you've said, I think that's the way that that I would recommend you go is, is change up, um, kind of where you're at. Stop focusing on fat loss as much and start focusing on building muscle. And then six months later, let us know that you have achieved that look. Love it, Revan. What's the second topic we're gonna talk about today? I don't have time to meal prep, and I don't like reheating food much. What do I do? Yeah, so so this is basically some a topic that I've been talking about with some clients recently, and and this is something that I actually just recently um, put out a blog. Um, for those who are listening, you haven't heard or seen. I'm putting out blogs now. I know Brevin has some as well, so um, both go check out both our websites for that. Um, but I just did a whole blog on meal prep, and this is something that I hear a lot: is people say I don't have time to meal prep. I or or like like you said, I don't have I don't like to reheat my food. And this is when you have to start being really brutally honest with yourself and ask yourself, what are you willing to, you know, pay for? Is it pay for it with time or pay for it with money? And so there are different levels of meal prep, which is something I talked about in the blog was basically it can go as much as you're going grocery shopping once or twice a week. You're buying all the ingredients that you need to make up all your meals. You're making everything and you have an entire week's worth of meals. That's the, that's the, probably the cheapest version but it's going to also take you the, probably the longest amount of time. Then you have some that maybe you buy some of the pre-cut up things. You know, think about like the veggies that are already diced up onions, diced up peppers, um, you know, sliced fruits or, you know, the pre-marinated meats and things like that. Like they're already like one step closer to where it needs to go to. So it's saving you a little bit of time, but you are going to pay a little bit more money. Then the next level would be, I, I like to, you know, say like the HelloFresh box, the Blue Apron box, the whatever it is, the, the meal the meal um, prep delivery boxes that you, they send, you pick out your meals, they send them to you in like the raw form. So then you have to do a little bit of prep. You have to cook up things, but maybe, but they give you the recipe and they give you exactly what you need, which I actually really like this for those who haven't tried it. Um, it's actually a really great way to try new things as well, because I, I jokingly told um, my mom and I used to order these a while back and it's like, you know, they get, they send you that two tablespoons of the sauce that you need that you don't want to go buy the whole $6 bottle of it. But they send you those two tablespoons you need for the entire recipe, and then you don't have to worry about you know, wasting it if you don't like it. So it's a great way to try out different things with that as well. Um, again, it's going to be a little more expensive, but it's also going to save them some time. Then you have the highest option, which is going to be pretty much no time, but it's also going to cost you the most money probably. And again, not even, and honestly, like nowadays, they make it even more affordable, but that is like getting the meals completely prepared and delivered to you. Like things like Factor, um, I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but um, there's a couple of different meal prep services that will basically prepare the entire meal and send it almost like on a TV dinner tray. Imagine that basically. And you just heat it up. 
um you know now now that may take away from like the if you don't like reheating stuff like then we need to find something different are you willing to then if you don't like things that are reheated every day then you might have to cook something every day and if that's something and you may be saying well i don't have time to cook something every day and i don't like reheated stuff well we have to pick something right if you if and this is this is what i get in a little tangent and brevin brought something up like this up last night and and i and i just went down this long tangent <laughs> he gets to hear this occasionally um sorry right, i have to listen to his as well <laughs> but uh if if you are not willing to sacrifice one or two of those things either paying more money or giving up more time then you're telling me that your goal is not that important to you like, let's just be brutally honest here, guys. Like, if you want to change your body, if you want to lose weight, if you want to get healthier, then you have to be willing to sacrifice some things. And that show might be me my... where you put your time and I'll show you what your priorities are. Yeah. I mean, I, I made a post a while back a couple of weeks ago that was like basically like, show me your calendar and show me your bank account and I'll tell you exactly what your priorities are. And yeah. And it hurts. Trust me, I've been there. I've, I know exactly what that feels like to hear that. But until you are able to realize that yourself and start making those decisions and deciding what you're willing to sacrifice, you're not going to make any progress. And so I just I want you to the biggest takeaway from this that I have on this is really assess what you're willing to give up. Yes, you are going to have to get slightly uncomfortable to get out of your comfort zone to start seeing some of that progress. And whether that is by spending more money. We're spending more time cooking every day, cooking once a week, twice a week, whatever it may be, find what's going to work for you and stick with that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. Uh, you, you nailed it all. Um, the way I look at it is if you tell me that your goal is fat loss, you want to lose 50 pounds, but there's always an excuse. And I'm going to tangent a little bit into other things. And obviously if you're telling me that you can't find time to go on a 10 minute walk, or that you get too bored to go on a 10 minute walk. If you tell me that you can't find two hours a week to go work out, if you can't, if you tell me that you can't find time to make a better sleeping environment for yourself so that you can actually get eight hours of sleep, or go back to this conversation, if you tell me that you can't take an hour every single week to meal prep, then you don't care about your goal that much. And that's okay. That's mm -hmm. fine that it doesn't mean that much to you right now, but you can't come out here and say, nothing works for me. I can't do it. I'm a failure. No, you just haven't tried yet. And that hurts to hear, like you said, but I've been there. I can't tell you how many times on my fitness journey when I first started, I was like, oh, nothing works for me. This is just stupid. I'm just, I'm the, I'm the exception to the rule. Nothing works. Calories in calories out isn't real. Like that doesn't work for me because I'm not losing weight. Although I'm here like never prepped a food in my life. I'm eating everything out of a box and I haven't gone to the gym in six months, but like you have to, and I think this is where we talk about your why a lot, get a really deep understanding of your why and revisit that very frequently. But the way I teach people the meal prep is two to three protein sources, cook those up all at the same time. You got air fryers, you got ovens, you have stovetops, crock pots, everything that you can possibly use, use them all. Get as many of those things as you can. Yes, it's an investment up front if you don't already have them. But what is it costing you? Your health and being overweight and unhappy and hating yourself in the mirror or losing the weight and investing a little bit of time and money right now. Um, cook up whatever 
carb sources you have two to three carb sources. So if you have like pasta or rice that you need to cook up, you don't need to cook up potatoes and stuff like that beforehand. Those take five, 10 minutes in the microwave, um, make things really easy for yourself and then top those meals off with fats. Now you've spent less than an hour to prep, cook, put away and make all of your meals for the week. Now you have multiple protein sources and multiple carb sources, mix and match throughout the week, top them up with different fats. You have different meals. And that also allows you the flexibility to go out and eat tacos and have a margarita. And that's, that's always in my mind. Um, tacos and margaritas. <laughs> Same. Um, but it allows you to like, Hey, someone brought in donuts to the office today. Like, awesome. I get to have one and still hit my goals because I practice flexible dieting where 80% of my meals are coming from the stuff I already made. I don't have to think about 20% of my meals come from whatever I want. And it just makes your life so much easier. It takes decisions away from food. But again, if there's always a, an excuse as to why you can't do something, it's okay. If you don't care about your goals that much right now, you're not in enough pain to cause change and that's okay. And, and if you, if you say, you know what? I am in enough pain Then we need to reevaluate the methods that you're using to get there. That's a whole nother conversation. You kind of touched on a little bit of like, show me where your time and money is at. You don't get bonus points for doing this stuff alone. And that includes meal prep services or stuff like that. Hell hire a private chef. If, it, if that's really what it comes down to, <laughs> um, obviously not practical for anyone, but, um, you know what I mean? Like, show me where you put your time and put your money. If you are making these excuses, but you binged watch the entire whatever popular show right now, I've been watching Great all Amsterdam. old shows. Is that new? It, it, they have a new season. Okay. If you've been watching <laughs> New Amsterdam and you binge watch the whole thing, but you can't meal prep or go on a 10 minute walk or do these things that like, I'm sorry, but you don't care that much. And that's not, to, that's not to be a dick. I'm not meaning to be a dick here. I am a little bit, but it's okay that it doesn't matter to you that much right now. Eventually it will. And that's when you will make that change. Yeah. And you know, and I also just want to kind of add on to that a little bit there as well with this time versus money piece. I had this conversation with someone um, about a week or two ago um, that, you know, they, they were interested in coaching and it just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't really going to work out right now for the money piece. And I completely get. I, I've always told people like, hey, I, I don't want to be the person that puts you in debt or, you know, that you feel like to lose your house, you lose your car because you have to sign up for coaching. Like, I'm not saying like make those big sacrifices. However, again, if it is a priority, a lot of times we can find a way to make it work. And Let me ask you a question. If your phone broke today, what would you do? Go get another would one. you would you spend six months? trying to use the broken phone or a flip phone, or would you go buy a new iPhone tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You and so find a way to go buy a new iPhone tomorrow priorities. Yeah. And, and so like, and, and again, guys, we we're saying that's all like very tough love here. And it's just like, I, we want you to realize that like, it's okay to have different priorities. It's okay to, if you don't want to prioritize yourself, your health, that's on you. That is all you. We can only be there to help make you help help support you make that decision. Um, and you know, this is where like for as far as like coaching goes, um, you know, I've told people all the time, like I use this analogy, coaching, uh, imagine, coaching is like flying to vacation. So imagine, you know, Brevin and I, we're going to Disney World tomorrow. And oh, hell yeah, Harry Potter world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let, let's say we're heading to Disney and we can drive there. It's going to take a long time. We're going to have to probably hit some traffic, some speed bumps, 
It's about get, 19 hours from here. Get like a, That's right. You've made I've the drive. I've done it. It sucks. <laughs> um, you know, maybe get a speeding ticket along the way, you know, whatever else is like, you're going to run into a lot of different things along the way. You're going to have to stop. You're going to have to use the bathroom. You have to stop to you know, get something to eat, stop to get gas. You have to, you're going to make a lot of stops and a lot of things are going to slow you down. But eventually we will get to Disney. World. So you have that option or you can fly where yes, you're going to have to put up with a little bit of, you know, a little, little bit of, you know, struggle, maybe a little in the very beginning when you have to get a thing and make, start making some changes, you know, getting to the airport and getting on the plane on time, not missing your flight. But then once you're on, it's a straight shot. And yeah, you may have a little turbulence here or there, but the pilot's going to be able to get you right through that. And so uh, you're going to get to Disney World a lot quicker flying with a lot less stress. And you'll be able to go right over top of all the traffic, all the speed bumps, all the pit stops. And so I just use this comparison as, yes, you can spend money. You, you could save your money now, but you're costing yourself time, energy, your quality of life. You know, ask yourself, what are you costing yourself right now if you don't sign up for coaching? And I'm not, and guys, I'm not trying to pitch coaching here. I'm not trying to like ask you to come sign up. All I want you to do is just think about why this is so important to you. And well, honestly, it can come down to what does it cost you to not even take your health seriously right now? Coaching or not, yeah. what does it cost you? Like, what do you gain in your life by taking that seriously? But what does it cost you to not do that? Medical bills, time, mental energy, hating yourself, looking in the mirror. Like there's so many things that it's costing you right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have, we have earned the right to talk about this and to hurt some feelings talking about this, not because we're coaches, but because we've done it because we have both gone through and invested time, invested money, invested blood, sweat, and tears into this process, not as coaches. Yes, we obviously do it as coaches, but as someone that has gone through weight loss, we have done that. We have created that for ourselves. So we have the ability to talk through it because we know exactly where the fuck you're at right now. Hmm. Well, I think we've definitely ranted a lot on that one. So I'm going to I'm going to put a pin in that one. And so let's move on to this last topic. So this was a conversation that Brevin had with somebody. Um, and we want to kind of bring this up because I feel like this I, I know I've had this conversation many a times with other people. And um, so I'll let him kind of give a little of the background, like what was going on. But um, actually, I'll just I'll just pause there. Tell us a little more like with this conversation you were having. So this was from someone who wanted to start to become healthier, but was, was struggling because she was cooking two meals, one for her and then one for her family with her kids. Um, and they were not wanting to eat the quote unquote healthy food. They were eating like pizza and Mac and cheese and like stuff out of a box. Like that's all they wanted. And that's really what it came down to. So I want to preface this with a disclaimer. If you are easily offended if you are easily butthurt, then then move past this. We nothing we say in the next ten minutes that we have left on this podcast is meant to be a stab at you, is meant to be a stab at parenting, is meant to hurt you. It's meant to change perspective and to change the generational issue that we have with obesity. Um, so the conversation that I had with her um, essentially came down to a couple things, and and again I want to preface this with. There is a massive gap in education. We have no, we're taught nothing in school that, that means anything with 
nutrition, training, health. Like it's crazy that we go our entire adult lives and we never get the education on basic nutrition, things that make us healthy and make us humans. But when we go through this and we we have these, we pass these things on to our kids. Kids are, are sponge. I actually made a post about this, I think this week. Kids are sponges. If you want to be a good role model for your kids, then you have to be a good role model for your kids. And so often you hear that like, oh, I, I want to live longer for my kids. I want to be healthier for my kids. But you're doing all these MLM diets. You're doing these crash diets. You're constantly talking about your weight. You're constantly talking about these things. And I, I think we can both speak on this is, is that unintentionally parents give kids so many issues with food, weight, health. I, I can tell you, I could talk for an entire podcast on all the things unintentionally my parents did. My parents didn't mean to make me have a binge eating issue or make me 300 plus pounds. Like they didn't mean to do that, but it was small things that we internalize as kids. So as a parent, I truly believe that you have the responsibility to educate yourself and educate your kids. So if, if your kids are struggling because they don't want to eat anything out of a box, this is where I'm going to hurt some feelings. You have to parent a little bit. You have to tell them and educate them on nutrition and health. Otherwise, we're going to have another generation of people dying in their 40s and 50s from heart failure and having type 2 and 1 diabetes and all these issues. And it's just it's crazy to me that we have such a lack of education on this topic. So what her biggest issue was, was her kids didn't want to eat the meals that she was cooking. So she was cooking two meals. And again, I think it just comes down to like, you have to parent there a little bit. You have to, you can't just let them eat out of a box, eat pizza. Again, those things shouldn't not be in your diet. They should very much be in your diet if you enjoy them. But if you let them just eat that and just dictate what they're going to do, then they're going to be eating like that as adults. Then they're going to be in the same problem that you're having right now. You're trying to focus on your health and you don't know how. You're confused on what you need to be doing. And then they pass it on to their kids. And again, generation after generation after generation. And it all comes down to if you don't educate yourself and become a good role model for your kids and be careful about what you say around your kids, then you're going to keep passing these issues on. Yeah. I mean, I, I second everything you said and, you know, and, and it's just like the littlest things that a lot of us don't think about. And, you know, I, you know, this is something even like, even myself, like even like going through like therapy and things like that, you know, my, I, you know, I recently started back at therapy in person and it's been wild. Like the therapist is, you know, and I've been like unpacking little things here and there. She's like, you know, what did your, your parents say about this or that and this or that? And I was like, damn, like this shit goes deep. <laughs> and so like, we have to like, you know, we have to just be really careful and mindful of that, you know, even like when I'm around kids and like my niece and things like that, like I have to be mindful of like the things that we say. And there's even times nowadays where I'll hear, you know, other people talking to their children and I'm just like, Oh, like let's be a little bit careful with that. Like, and again, you're not doing anything on purpose. I just, I want to stress that again, Reverend mentioned, like we understand, we're not blaming, we're not shaming. We're not, you know, anything like that. This is, purely based off knowledge and just creating that awareness. I mean, like think what if the first thing that we do inside of each of our programs, we create awareness around the problems so that we know how to fix them. So that is what this is for right here is to really create that awareness of where these problems are coming up. And so just be more mindful of how you're talking about food. How are you talking about your body? How are you talking about exercise? Are you labeling good foods and bad foods? Are you in 
Are you preparing all of your meals or are you always going through the drive through? You know, are you taking care of yourself or are you just crash dieting, feeling like shit? Like on the post that I made, some of the examples I gave were like, you go out to dinner with your family and you're avoiding carbs or like everyone else gets dessert for your kid's birthday. And you're like, I can't have a piece of cake. I'm on a diet. Yeah. I mean, you, that shit hits. And they remember that stuff. And, and so you just have to just be really mindful and like, and and not all negative, but like, I was like, and yes, they're watching. Yes. They're absorbing and they're sponges and things like that. Like Brevin mentioned, but like also the good stuff too. Like I, I, I remember um, a couple of weeks back, um, one of our clients said something along the lines of like, you know, my, my daughter was, you know, we were watching TV and my daughter was like, Hey, can we go lift some of those weights downstairs? And she was like wanting to lift weights with her mom. And she's like, that felt amazing because she knows she's passing off some good behaviors rather than all negative. Right. So we have to look at the positive side of them as positive side of them as well. I mean, we have to break that generational pattern. You know, I was talking to Revan about this right before we um, hit record. Like, you know, when I was working as a nurse, like I would see all the time, like the generations of obesity and heart you know heart troubles or just all medical conditions all together i mean like you know grandma comes in on the stretcher from the ambulance and then her parents come in and they're obese as well and then they have their kids with them and they're obese as well um you know and again not shaming anybody with any of this stuff it's just realize that you have the control to break that pattern today and i think the way i look at it is it's not your fault but it's your responsibility Yes. It's, it's not your fault that you aren't educated on it or that the government has these stupid ass standards and we just don't get taught this stuff. But as a parent, as a human, as an individual, it's your responsibility to know this stuff for yourself. It's re- your responsibility. You have the really, really cool power to pass on really great or terrible habits to your kids. You get to you get to choose which ones you pass on to them based off what you end up doing. Your children unfortunately see what you do and want to be like you. They want to do the things what they want to do what mommy's do. Oh, mommy's dieting. I want to diet. Like you're 6 years old. Like I can't tell you like that is one of the most heartbreaking things to hear is is little kids, little girls especially coming to being like I need to lose weight. I mean, you've had a couple like 14 or 15 year olds reach out to you. I've had younger people reach out to me. It's like, I want to lose weight so bad. And I don't know how, like my family isn't healthy. Like they don't do anything. Like they don't support me. Like that shit angers me so much because we have such a responsibility to our kids and we fail them so often because there's a lack of education. And yes, that is a massive undertaking to change. But it starts with you. It starts with one person making that change for you, making that change for your family and letting that go down generation and generation and generation. Well said. I think we'll put a pen in it there. But guys, again, just I know I know we've both done a lot of ranting on this podcast, but it's all out of tough love and just wanting to create that awareness for you guys. And we mean all of this the best way it could be carried across. Yeah, like I said, none of this is meant to be a stab at you, to be pointing fingers, to be calling you out or making you feel bad. It's to change perspective and it's to start to one person at a time change this obesity epidemic that we have in this country because it's going to run rampant and continue to get worse and worse if we don't begin to change it right now. 
All right, guys. Well, that's all for today's Coaches Roundtable. If you enjoyed this one, take a screenshot. I feel like, you know, this one also could really resonate with a lot of other people. So take a screenshot, throw it up on your stories, tag Brevin and I. Um, we'll definitely reshare it. We always love seeing those kind of things. Um, and go drop some more questions out on the uh, text box below. Anything else, Brevin? No, I think that's it. See you guys later. All right. Bye, guys. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Shades and Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.